1: Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news.
2: Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with the good news, gals. We've got Michelle, Michelle, Monique, Stacy, Donna, producer Dave, and myself. And uh, yesterday I'd mentioned that I wanted to talk a little bit before we get into the good news because Michelle Ron's here, and she's Miss Senior America, 20... 2004. 2004. I got a sense of humor. Year i know and um and michelle's also a speaker and uh, you speak a lot a couple times a week now uh we and she has a wonderful message and one of them is about labels and how we label each other and kind of judge a book by its cover but i wanted to go around and talk about things we would change or maybe biggest regret because i always remember what you said you would have changed when you were younger and i think about mine right now and mine is that I want to, that I feel like, because I'm the spiritual leader in my house, mm-hmm. that um, I need to be the one that gets everybody to church, and I need to kind of fight for that sometimes, or make sure the kids, you know, have experiences which bring them closer to God, uh, because I feel that's my role, because it's not as important to my husband, and so I feel like I'm missing this opportunity to really indoctrinate them into my faith somewhat, or show them more of my faith. And I feel like they, you know, maybe, you know, over the summer, maybe went to church three times. And I know that that's my responsibility. So I feel, I regret that I'm not giving them more of a Christian upbringing when I have the opportunity. Oh, Angie, you so live,
3: so. you live your I life. Try. You try nothing. It works. <laughs> you have done it.
2: And, and so. I do say to dad, like, hurry up, dad, if you better accept Jesus, because you're going to be running out of time. You want to be with the rest of the family. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. He goes, how do you know I have it? And we all like roll our eyes at him.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you walk the walk of Christ and uh, that's what you're doing. And that's what your kids are seeing. So no, I've, um, and summer is a whole different ball game too. I mean, especially when you, your kids are involved and they are involved and those games are on Sundays. I mean, that's it's yeah,
2: Labor Day, you know, today yep. is Labor Day. So, Hey, happy Labor Day. Mm-hmm. I hope you were listening anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these it seems like every weekend something comes up and a lot of sporting events now are taking place on sunday Mm -hmm. some uh teams are like, oh, well, we can get them a Sunday game because not many people will be busy on Sunday mm-hmm. or parties or this and that. And so I know I have to make it a priority and then getting the kids to teen group and stuff like that. Right. And I, I agree how we live our lives right. is also, you know, that is the Plus, you're praying
3: influence. to him every day. Your kids see that. You talk to him every day. Your kids see that. No. And the thing that, um, you know, when you're close to 100 as I am, you look back and you, you think... Um, you see things differently and i've always said and and i love mops mothers of preschoolers and um, i've always said to my mops moms that um, i love my life i do i absolutely look back i wouldn't there's there's nothing that i would change with the exception of one thing and that is i would rely on jesus more Mm. when i was young I thought I knew Jesus. I thought I was walking with Christ, but looking back on it, I didn't let him take over. I took over and thought I needed to be the mom, and I was the mom who took the girls to church. Dad didn't come and for a while and i just felt i needed to do this and was trying to do everything said to christ oh i'm going to give this to you god and then two seconds later take it back nope that's Mm -hmm. not the way i want it done i'm going this way i would rely on jesus more i do rely on him now i feel like every day uh, my commitment to christ is um heavenly father thanks First of all, for this extra time, thanks for the privilege to read your word. To read your word, what is it you want me to do today? Help me to walk the middle of the path for your will of your will for my life. What is it? And I really do want to rely on Him. I, I boy, things would have been easier if I'd done that when I was well,
2: young. How do you think you've changed in that you rely on Him more? Oh,
3: surrender, surrender. Talk to Him constantly. <laughs> constantly in conversation with Christ. Um, uh, We were talking about gratitude these past shows, and I think that's so important because uh, um, at at night when I'm falling asleep, thank you, God, for the fact that i got to see cole do this thank you for my daughter being able to be with her son whatever looking back and those little those simple things i love the in song. your prayers
2: the thank the, the, the gratitude thank, thank you before
3: i do anything the thank yous. Uh, you were talking about the golden list. Yes. Or something, which yeah, Jim was Stovall, who was
2: going blind, he was going to play in the NFL. He was a great football player. And as a teenager, he was told he was going to go blind in his 20s, which he did. And when he would go to complain to his grandmother, she'd say, I am so ready to listen to all your complaints, but do your gratitude list 10 things you're grateful for, then come back and I'll listen to your complaints. And, and that's he said fabulous. he never had them.
3: And they have to be real things, they have to, and, but they can be little you were yes. talking, Stacey, about we thank for tra- for family and yada yada yada. They have to, th- those little things. What about all the little things, not
2: just up. my husband, my kids, Absolutely. my
4: mom, my dad? You yeah, know. those are rote.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Those are ropes, yeah. yes. yes. So I then you have to find the details, find like the, oh, the pancakes mom made for the kids this morning. They were so good or something like that kind of thing. I didn't burn them
4: today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is an accomplishment in my well, world. That would be Did a not cool thing. The yeah. thing.
2: All right, so let's yeah. do regrets and good. things we're thankful for because I have to be honest with you. I'm very thankful for, first of all, my mom is so much less angry she, than she was when she used to live with me. Ugh. So she's come back, and I'm so – like. Having her have a separate apartment in the basement is a godsend. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that is and a godsend. And she's a lot less angry, and the kids have noticed it too. So every morning, what a godsend. She gets up, and she Faith like thinks that she's at IHOP cuz she thinks it's the international house of pancakes she'd go like pancakes and i'd like half a pear and some milk <laughs> i mean she places an order and then mom gets ready for the next round cuz the other kids get up later and then she'll make me oatmeal or you know a ju- like a fresh juice like she'll do something so we have like a restaurant in the morning and it's really <laughs> wonderful because she's ready and she's already up she sets her alarm early and then she's there for the kids and for me cuz i get up um, early as well and she's making coffee or tea or whatever and i have to say i'm so grateful for that. And I've been trying to take more time with her. I got her one of those Walker things. And um and so she's like, no, I don't need a walker. Oh, my gosh. It is like that little rascal. Like, she's so speedy <laughs> now because she's not limping. And so it's a walker with a chair. Oh, so God. wherever we go, she has a built-in chair. And she's fast. She can keep up with me now. Whereas before, she was really slow. <laughs> I took her to five games over the weekend. Five, like, volleyball and baseball. And no, lot. She went to everything and walked the walker around. Wow. I like, got exercise with the walker.
5: She's all, pick cool cool up the pace, Angie. It's Come on. What's taking you so long? Yeah. So
2: I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Those are nice. Not big, big things. Um, And I guess my regret is I want to make sure that I model our Christian life better for the kids and get them to other mentors who are Christians who can be good role models. All right. So, Monique, do you have any regrets? And then what are you grateful for?
6: Um, I love my life. Um, like Miss Michelle was saying, Miss the, Mich- the, I love the, the good, the bad, the ugly, because I know that it's, it's made me who I am. Even the things that the devil meant for bad, God has turned it around for my good. I never look at um, any decisions I've made as, you know, I lost. I always pray and, and whatever season I'm in, Lord, help me to get what you want me to get out of this season in life even when it doesn't feel good yeah. I know it's for my good Yeah, I am so thankful and grateful and I, I always every day all throughout the day I always say God I thank you for your son and I thank you for the blood because it is because of his blood that I am forgiven so my biggest regret in life I, I'm not going to say it right now but I talk about it in my book so <laughs> when I once I publish it. But I'm so thankful for his his forgiveness and, and grateful for God's forgiveness because um even when I fall short, his forgiveness is always there. So I am so thankful and grateful for that because for it you. was it was you know, through God's forgiveness because the Bible tells us in order to be forgiven, we must forgive. So it was also from that scripture, God took me through to be able to forgive people for things. And then forgive me. And I had to forgive forgive myself also because a lot of things that happened to me, the devil tried to make me feel like it was all my fault. It was something that I done. So uh, I was raped when I was four, so all my life I was like, "Okay, God, what did I do to oh make my, my cousin rape me?" Well, and it made me go through times in my life. And where, sometimes adults
2: even make yeah. kids and my feel mother, they did something. So to when bring you,
6: it on. early on in the week when we were talking about the the kid that committed suicide from being bullied, I cringed when you said there's some things that we do talk about at home that. Right. we don't say in public I cringed only because that was one of the things that I was always told like you never don't tell anybody about this you never talk about this so a a lot and you know Pat when yeah. it happened to me, yeah. that was something that I was like, I can't talk about this. I can't, you know, so I started. And, right, and, I,
2: and I don't want people to feel like they have to hide everything. I think what I, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that I'm the safe place for my kids. So anything they want to tell me, they can. But I feel like they're not safe at school. And if you're in sixth grade or fourth grade and you go and tell all your classmates that you were raped when you were a kid, how are they going to, are they going to comfort you or are they going to target you?
6: But not saying even tell kids. I want kids who are in abusive situations. Yes. And they don't have that safe place yeah. at home to be able to go to school and tell a teacher. Yeah. Tell. Tell. No, I agree. Tell somebody. Adults, in a, they trust. S- tell some, some adult that you trust so that you can get that help. Because I knew I how I felt as a kid not being able to talk about it not you know you're probably told not to teacher and you know keep it in the family because it was my cousin and his mother was trying to protect him and i felt like my mother was trying to protect him more than she was me so that's something that i had to do and you would have liked
2: to have had the freedom to tell someone you trusted to
6: talk to even talk to my mother about it yeah so i didn't have the freedom to talk about it until I was in high school and my grandmother found out that it happened to me. And then she came to me and I talked I discussed it with her. But the first person that knew it, you know, outside of my family was my husband who was my then boyfriend. So because he never understood him and my cousin both name are is andre so he never understood why like when he would even speak to me i would just like cringe because of his name wow. so it's 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 a lot that but i'm so grateful and thankful for god forgiveness forgiveness because i forgave people i forgave myself and i know that god forgave me oh and yeah. he could, he he forgives us daily. Talk about from the ashes, short. you know,
2: what yeah. the mm-hmm. Lord can do. All right. Who else has uh, things they're grateful for? Or maybe a regret and something that they're grateful. And it doesn't have to be something big.
4: Well, I'll go first. I just want to say, Monique, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And thank you for sharing that. And. I know sometimes there's truth I know, but I need someone, like, just to hear it again. Mm-hmm. So that had nothing to do with you, and that was not your fault at Thank all. Thank you. I not know that now. Yeah, it's a hard mm-hmm. thing to know. But um, for me, I would say there's things that I, choices I wish I hadn't made, but I can't say I really regret any of mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. only because it's taught me to make better choices and there's things like I'm divorced and I can look back and go, oh, there were these flags and oh, if I had paid attention to the flags, I'd probably, not even probably, like I shouldn't have married who I did because if I paid attention, if I trusted myself enough, but I have two amazing kids that I absolutely love and adore and if I had the wand to say, here's my regret, let me undo the regret, what else would I wipe out with it? So. I can't. I wouldn't. And it's taught me to make a lot better choices. Um, One of the things I'm grateful for today is actually sent a friend this text just saying, you know, I'm self-employed and I love the freedom that it offers. And so it allows me that I can be here today. And this afternoon, I'm going to meet with my son's teacher. He's scheduling conferences with all the parents of just wanting to get to know the parents of, nice. you know, the kids and what they need. And I mean, some of his questions to think about ahead of time are, you know, what does your child's face look like when they're upset? And what do I need to know about them? How can I best, like, assist them? And I'm like, hmm. that's amazing for a teacher to have that level of interest and to be asking those quite Like, send it in advance twice now. Mm-hmm. Think through this because we have a short window. And yeah. I'm so grateful that my son has a teacher that cares that much, that he's taking the time and wants to do that. And I really hope it's a year where he can just thrive in that, so I'm very grateful for that opportunity. If you're
2: just joining us, we're talking about um, things that maybe we would change. Um, Michelle said when she was younger, she would have spent more time with Jesus if she could spend that, rely on him more, surrender. Um, Monique was talking about forgiveness, not just for others, but for herself. And we're talking about gratitude, which is a big theme for Stacey, who you just heard speaking. Um, I, Michelle, I saw you taking notes you're, I know you're getting ready to leave. There.
3: Uh, well, one thing, uh, Monique, and, and I just, it's just so amazing to me that family knew and didn't say anything, which I just can't even comprehend. Um, Corey Ten Boom. Yeah, um, when she that book. when she read uh, or she when she was out of the concentration camps and she was speaking about her experiences and the time and I'm hoping you've read it or if you haven't look it up of when she saw after she spoke her guard was coming toward her mm-hmm. and the guard was from. The concentration camp of all this, and she just had this incredible experience. On what do I do, God? I don't want to forgive him. I don't. Um, and it's it's just it's just an amazing amazing situation. And she did forgive him, but um, and and how that changed and so forth. I just I think to myself, could I have done that?
6: I I guess I don't know, but you know what, Miss Michelle? It changed the whole course of my life. Life, yes, that I changed the the entire course Mm -hmm. of my life when I was was able to say no, no, the course because the way that I was you know the anger that i had oh. there's no telling where I, where i would, would have gone been right okay. now but for for me even when i wrote it in in my book to my cousin i forgive you mm. and i pray for you so from it changed stuff sure. i could just feel something oh, lifting off mm-hmm. of me yeah as I wrote that, right. Yeah. So, in writing is my passion, and I feel like it's a gift from God. And it is. It helps mm-hmm. me to feel closer to Him when I'm writing. Yeah. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. writing, but to be able to write that—that, that, I, for me, that was the most transformational, transformational healing, healing. profound yeah. thing I wrote in my book. Yeah.
2: All right, we've got three minutes. Oh, left. I know. I know. <laughs> oh,
5: oh, right. I'm I'm on the fence because I've got two big regrets so I'm trying to figure out but we only have three minutes Um, I regret not taking better care of myself I wish I would have cared more for myself and I'm referring to especially 2008 we went through uh, the downturn my husband was a builder we had um, multi-million dollar homes we had land all this stuff and I was forced in a position where I had to lead the family and um, in order to do that i was trying to uh, revamp my business do everything and then also pull david along because he lost his identity buried his head in the sand and what have you and i spent more time taking care of him like i can fix this i've got this god and i remember when we changed the model and started doing fix flips i was the one going to the schooling to learn how to do that and you know in hindsight i was so worn out and i didn't do david any favors because i was trying to pull him along and it was just keeping his head in the sand and so I wish I would have just loved myself a little bit better and said you know what I I can't do everything Mm -hmm. Um, and really just hone in on What I needed. And it sounds like kind of anti Christian, you know, because we're supposed to do so much for others. But uh, a Christian counselor friend told me um, Jesus cares more about you and you being healthy over your marriage, if you can believe that. And so just learning to, you know, care for myself better, um, which in turn. Not try to control the situation. Control the situation and fix fix it it. Mm -hmm. and be everything to everybody. And by the end of that 10 year stretch, I was so exhausted and found myself in such a place, so I regret that. Um, And I would do it differently if I had to do it over again. But you learned from it. I did, and you know, one thing I always say is, you know, we talked about this before, Michelle, is being um, in real estate. We are good realtors because we have you know we've made mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take those mistakes away to change who I am today. I am a really good, and I know you are too, a really good agent. And it's because of those mistakes that has you know brought me to this place. So right. yes, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would change things a little bit. And um, I'm very grateful for the things I don't want to be grateful for. Uh, my sister battles with schizophrenia. I don't like that, but I thank God that. He gave me that sister every single day. So I try and be grateful for things I don't want to be grateful for, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that golden list, you know, uh, everyday thinking of the things that you're grateful for. And you mentioned, Michelle, you do that in your prayer time. You can write it down like I know that you do, Monique. And so um, I'm grateful for you listening. I hope you get something out of listening to the good news. Uh, you can find us at my website, AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com, And thank you so much for listening. Try that golden list out. Um, it, normally it's 10 things, but start with five. and. Pancakes this morning. I was grateful for
7: those. Grandma makes really good pancakes.
2: We'll be right
7: back. The good news of Jesus for
1: you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com.
0: This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Having fun in the mountains is easy year round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your autumn days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone during our Fall Fest weekends starting September 22nd, on September 29th, and also on October 6th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies Fall Fest weekends. This year, we have hay rides, square dancing, pumpkin painting, and a ton more fall games and activities. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, Bodies and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to YMCARockies.org. Fill your fall with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to YMCARockies.org to book your stay today.
1: God's Glory Boxes were started to help spread the glory of God, support Christian artists, and feed the hungry. At God's Glory Boxes, they get things from artists worldwide who share their love of God through their art, like paintings, jewelry, t-shirts, and pillowcases. Here's how it works. Go to the website godsglorybox.com. Choose a one-month, three-month, six-month, or 12-month subscription. Use the promo code GOODNEWS5 for $5 off a one-month subscription or GOODNEWS10 for $10 off a longer subscription. You can get God's Glory boxes for yourself or as a gift. Cancel whenever you want. And the best part is that for each box sold, God's Glory boxes will donate five meals to hungry people in the community. Help spread God's glory today by starting your subscription at godsglorybox.com. And remember to use the promo codes GOODNEWS5 or GOODNEWS10 to take advantage of your special good news discount.
0: This is our next installment of our special authors series. Uh, Angie, not too long ago, gave me permission to be able to track down these authors. I, I, I get these books from PR people all over the country and some of them are really good and we sometimes just don't have enough time to get to everybody but because of how everything's going because of this new series that we're doing we're going to be focusing on authors and i know a lot of times when we talk to authors with all the good news ladies here it can get kind of drowned out and the message of the book can get a little drowned out and so i came up with this idea for this series where i get to talk to these authors and we really get into the meat of their book and we can really talk about the really important ideas in the book But also, we get to introduce you, all of our wonderful listeners, to these wonderful books that you may not have heard before and that you may not have heard of before. So, and then you find out where you can get them. And there's some really, really great books and there's really great authors and there's really awesome messages now today is no different today i'm talking to Jarrett stevens he is the pastor of the Preston wood baptist church in plano texas which is one of the largest and fastest growing mega churches in america um, and he recently wrote a book called the mountains are calling subtitle now, making the climb for a clearer view of god and ourselves this is a really cool idea Uh, for this book because it really has an impact because of the imagery and everyone knows especially here in Colorado when you're standing on top of that mountain you feel closer to God and you feel like uh, you know there's there's a certain kind of peace that that happens at the top of the mountains and then um, Jarrett was on his way to a camp with a bunch of kids, and they were going to be in the mountains, and he wanted to be able to really speak to them about God and to speak to them, and it, he wanted them to feel closer to God when they left. So he came up with this idea, and he started researching this imagery of mountains in the Bible. And it turns out that it's a way bigger message than a lot of us realize. Now, I have Jarrett here, and I want him to explain a little bit more. Hey, Jarrett, thank you for being on the show.
8: Well, thanks so much for having me. Grateful to be with you today.
0: Now, tell us a little bit about this, how, how this idea, I know that you were like on your, the way to a youth camp, which I know a lot of us, we get we feel closer to God after youth camp. You know, we spent the whole week with our friends, and we really get a, yeah. into a bunch of these stories, but you kind of had this epiphany on the way.
8: I did, you know, I was scheduled to preach there to our senior high students with a group from our church, and uh, you know, most pastors, we, we bring old sermons to these camps and revivals for the most part, uh, little Spoiler alert. We don't write new messages, fresh up the illustrations, and uh, just some summons that we've heard before or done before. But uh, it was just like the Spirit of God just wouldn't, uh, he was stressing with me, you know. And growing up in church, I would go to church camp. And for me, it was always uh, kind of a mountaintop experience. And for those listening, you know, that have been Christians for any amount of time, we're familiar with that mountaintop experience with the Lord. I kind of classify it as. Just your, the nearness of His presence, you sense, unlike ever before, your resolve to follow Him is strong. And so I'm flying into the mountains of Colorado, over the mountains, and uh, getting ready to speak at this camp. And I just think the Holy Spirit saying, Jared, you need to bring a fresh word. And so as I'm praying through it, I'm thinking, man, I can't believe the a mountaintop experience. I want this to be a mountaintop experience for these kids. Here I am flying over the mountains of Colorado, and it's just like the Spirit of God. Said, Why don't you look in Scripture at everything i did? on the mountains, and when I began that journey, it just blew me away how much God did there, and so that's what we talked about, and that's where kind of the heart of this project began.
0: That's awesome. I I mean, I completely agree with that mountaintop experience. I know just physically being in the mountains does something special to you, but then when you feel that love and you feel that presence, and then plus there is... There is some imagery that I can think of off the top of my head. The first one that comes to mind is Mount Sinai with, the, with in the Old Testament when Moses gets the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. important story. It's a really big, well-known story. Now, there's a lot more references to, to mountains, though, that maybe a lot of us don't really realize. Can you tell us a couple of those and how you sure, use those absolutely. when you talk to people and connect them?
8: Yeah, well, you said it best. You know, when you get to the top of the mountain, your perspective changes. And that's kind of the subtitle of the book, right? The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God and of Ourselves. And this really hit home for me. Um, I take my family to the mountains of Colorado just about every summer, and we ride a ski gondola up the mountain, and when we're coming back down, uh, we're looking at the town that we're staying in, and my little girls are saying, Hey, Daddy, there's where we're staying, and that's where, that's where we're going to eat ice cream later tonight." And they're pointing out all these places, and the town that we're staying in looks so small from the top of the mountain. And that's where that kind of the perspective shift uh, really uh, changed for me. And I'm thinking this is what God wants to do. He wants to take us to the mountain in Scripture. And the reason He wants to do this is because He wants to change our perspective of who He is and change our perspective of who we are. So you mentioned Mount Sinai. And, you know, what God does there is take Moses to the mountaintop, and there Moses sees the holiness of God. I mean, he's given the Ten Commandments. And so we see the holiness of God, and we see our own sinfulness. And so we see this perspective changer. But the great thing about that is, is God doesn't. Uh, he doesn't stiff on us because of our lack of holiness and our sin, but rather He gives us the law, which ultimately points us to Jesus, where we have no condemnation. And so uh, that's just one of the mountains, Mount Sinai, there was Mount Moriah. Of course, Abraham taking his son Isaac to sacrifice him on Mount Moriah, and there he learns that God is provider. I talked about Mount Carmel, where Elijah in the Battle of the Gods takes place. We all know and love that story. And then you look at the life of Jesus. I was blown away by how many of Jesus' ministry, moments in his life. An important moment happened on top of the mountain. The Bible says that he would oftentimes go to a desolate mountain and pray. He would get alone with his father and pray. His first sermon wasn't taught at the temple in Jerusalem. It wasn't taught at the local synagogue, but rather it was on the side of a mountain in Galilee, the sermon on the mount. You have his transfiguration where who he is on the inside. He's made manifest on the outside for the very first time, it happened on top of the mountain. His crucifixion on top of a mountain. His ascension happened from a mountain. His promise returned, Zechariah chapter 14, to a mountain. And so, so many top moments in Scripture.
0: Right, that's awesome, and I, I guess there's so many that we don't even realize that there's uh, such a powerful connection of us to God through the mountains, um, but I... I so, you said you were on your way to a youth group, though, and I know a lot of us do know a lot of these stories, and then I guess you don't really understand that they're connected to the mountains, but can you, something I like to really focus on is, especially for young people, is how do you get all these stories, particularly the Old Testament stories, and get them to relate to young people, and have young people really feel that that mountaintop moment? Yeah.
8: Well, it's a great question, and I would say this about the mountaintops, because, you know, Uh, we're talking about literal mountaintops in Scripture, but as Christians and followers of Jesus, we don't have to go to a literal mountaintop to experience the Lord, and we don't have to yearn for an experience that we had back in youth camp in order to feel close to Him. I mean, this could be figurative as well, right? I mean, this morning when I woke up and was spending time alone with the Lord, figuratively speaking, I was going to the mountaintop. I was spending time with Jesus. I've got His Holy Spirit in me. I've got the Word of God before me. I mean, that's a mountaintop. And then I go about my day in the valleys of life and regular daily life, and I'm telling people what I learned on the mountaintop, what I experienced at the mountaintop. I'm asking people to go with me to the mountaintop so that they can know Christ as well. And so it's not just physical mountains that we're talking about here. Again, figuratively, we can be on the mountaintop anytime we open up God's Word and spend time with Him. So there's an element to that. But on the Old Testament specific, how we can relate it to a student. I mean, you look at Abraham. And the the thesis of this chapter is, it's it's the cost of the climb. I mean, Abraham was 115 years of age, most scholars estimate, when he was commanded to take his promised son Isaac up the mountain. Well, you know, uh, that tells me that God's never done testing our hearts. He's never done uh, uh, sanding off the rough edges of our life, sanctifying us, making us more like Jesus. And there's a cost. If we want to know God intimately, that this call to Abraham to go up to Mount Moriah, Teaches us that there's a cost to knowing God, but the cost is always worth it because God's going to reveal Himself to us. He's going to teach us a deeper truth. You think about Mount Carmel. uh, Here's Elijah, the battle of the gods. It's such a great illustration because what does Elijah say? He draws basically a line in the sea that says, If God be God, follow Him. If Baal be God, follow Him. That's a great message for students in and of itself. But isn't it interesting that the great prophet Elijah, the great lawgiver Moses, that's who with Jesus at the Transfiguration on the mountain, and so just tying these stories together, showing these students that they are applicable for their life, and even anybody who reads this book, they're going to see that what happens on these mountaintops, though it happened years and years and years and years ago, there's a like message that they can take to heart, and uh, ultimately it's going to change them. It's going to change their perspective of who they are, and it's going to change their perspective
0: of who God is. Awesome. What a great message. So this is producer Dave. I'm talking to with Jarrett Stevens, the author of The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God and Ourselves. We're all talking about this idea, the mountaintop experiences that we're all, you know, the the times in our lives, our spiritual lives, when we feel closest to God, it's not necessarily just on top of a mountain, although mountains do help. Um, but it is how we feel and how when we when we can capture that and we feel so full of the Lord's love and of the Lord's message and we carry that with us. Now, here's a problem that I know a lot of us have, Jarrett, is we have those mountaintop experiences, but then we get back to life and we quickly lose that shine. We lose that luster. Right. And um, in your book... In your book, you say that you can help us kind of maintain that energy and maintain that love and maintain that, that hold, the feeling. Now, can yeah. you give us an example of how your book will help our readers do that?
8: Yeah, well, here's the deal. We can't live our lives based off of feelings, right? I mean, if we live based off of our feelings, it, our lives would look like an EKG heart chart, up, down, up, down, up, down. I mean, if I ate every time I felt hungry, I'd be 700 pounds.
5: <laughs> right. you, can't,
8: you can't live off of your feelings. You have to live off of the truth. And the truth of what God's Word says about us never, ever changes. So the first thing that I would say about that is, again, you don't have uh, to—that mountaintop moment. God certainly, in the life of a Christian, gives us these marker times in our life where we, again, are aware of His presence. It's strong in our life. His voice is clear. God gives us these moments as a gift, and uh, they're markers in our life to go, you know what, God was so present in my life there. But we don't live for those types of moments. Uh, because here's the deal. Life was never meant to be lived on the mountain. You know, one of the chapters I cover, the Great Commission, is called the Unnamed uh, Mountain. And I've always, as a Christian, been familiar with the Great Commission go into the world, and make disciples, teaching them to observe all things, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we all know the Great Commission to go into the world. But did you know that's verses 18 through 20? But verse 16 tells us that Jesus took his disciples to an unnamed mountain in Galilee. Isn't that interesting? It's it's very illustrative of the fact that look, God calls us to the mountain to experience him, to know him, figuratively speaking. He calls us to open up his word and get to know him. But then he says, Go, go into the world. We can't live on the mountaintops. So don't seek to. No, we get to know God. We discover him in greater levels of intimacy, but then to the call us to go, get off the mountain. And let's go be disciple-makers, and let's share His love with a world that's in desperate need to hear of the message that He shared with us on top of the mountain, and desperately in need of the invitation to take others with us to say, hey, experience this God that I experienced. Come know this God that I know. And so that's what I would encourage those listening uh, today. If they're looking for that mountain-top moment, I would say, listen, don't, you don't have to long to go back to a place, and you just certainly don't have to long for a feeling. Open up God's Word. Spend time alone with Him. You're on the mountain, but don't live there. Get off the mountain and share His love and the message and what He's teaching you on the mountain down in the valley where everybody else lives. I mean, isn't it amazing that the ascension, Acts chapter 1, before Jesus ascends to the right hand of the throne of God, He ascends from the Mount of Olives, another mountaintop moment. But then... The disciples are standing around looking in heaven, and what do they say? They said, this God that just went up from you is going to come again in the same way that he departed. So he's going to return, a physical, literal return. So he said, go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, don't stay on this mountain. Get down there and be my witnesses. So that's what I would tell those that are maybe looking for a particular feeling or to keep that feeling. Hey, look, open up your Bible, spend time alone with the Lord. That's your mountain, and then go on mission every single day that you live.
0: I love that you just this. All you keep talking about is how all you have to do is open the Bible and read what's already yeah. in the Bible in your house, in your book, in your car, wherever it is you keep your Bible, and you can get that mountaintop, you know, experience every that's it, single you're time. You're
8: on the mountain. Yeah, that's great. Like you're on the mountain.
0: That's great. So, this is producer Dave. I'm talking with Jarrett Stevens, the author of The Mountains Are Calling, making the climb from a clearer view of God and ourselves. He is the pastor of a mega church, which is pretty cool, um, in Texas. Teaching pastor. Uh, sorry? Teaching pastor. Teaching so pastor. pastor. I'm sorry. Pastor. Teaching yeah, pastor. We a yes.
8: Teaching pastor, Dr. Jack Graham. And I serve alongside him as the teaching
0: pastor. Well, that's fantastic. It's good that you have so many people out there. You share the Word. You share your love. And uh, so we only have a couple minutes left. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you can get this book, uh, why it's so Absolutely. important, what's the biggest message you think that you think people are really going to connect to so that they'll go get it, and then uh, yeah. and then what's next for you?
8: Well, Dave, thanks for having me. And uh, again, just a pleasure to be able to share about the book, and it's a privilege to uh, partner alongside with you today in this ministry, and and I'm grateful for just the time. And I would just encourage those listening to us. You know, my goal for the book, that that the the authors that I love to read are the ones that read uh, that write their books, and I read them, and they make me want to spend time alone with the Lord. You know, I read what they have to say, and I think God, I want to know God more. I want to spend time with Him in prayer. I want to go be alone with Him in His Word. And so that's what I really pray for the book. I pray that the book would be a great discipleship help for people, and uh, there's study guides in the back for each chapter that you can go through with a small group, you can go through on your own to use as a tool for spiritual growth in your own life, but uh, that's really my goal, is for people to read it, to grow in their walk with Christ. I, I wrote it with a Christian in mind who, like me, grew up in church, knows the answers, went to the Vacation Bible schools, the church camp, but they long for a deeper intimacy with the Lord. And so that's kind of my target audience, to say, man, if you want to go deeper with the Lord, let's, let's go on this journey of these mountaintop moments, and let's see what we can learn there. And so uh, that's my goal, my desire, that people read it and say, man, let me go. i, I got to get to the mountain. i got to spend some time alone with the Lord. Okay. And if that happens, I'll be a happy, happy man.
0: Awesome. Okay, and then can you get it, what, on Amazon Barnes and Barnes & Noble yeah, at yeah, your you can website? Yeah, you get it on
8: Amazon. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Target.com, Walmart, you can get it wherever books are sold. And uh, online, Amazon would be a great place to go. That's probably the quickest. Uh, but, yeah, anywhere books are sold.
0: And now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you directly because they love your message and they, they love your book or they want to get it signed yeah. or they just want to really get more in-depth of the book, sure. how could they do that?
8: Yeah, best thing to do is email me, J Stevens at Jstevens at Prestonwood.org. All of them are at Prestonwood.org. That's my personal email. Come straight to me. Jstevens at Prestonwood.org. I'd love to hear back from anybody.
0: Okay, J Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S at Prestonwood.org. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. I hope everyone will go get this book. It is really good. It's very uplifting, and I, it really does take you to those mountaintop experiences. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much.
8: Dave, thanks for having me, and God bless you.
0: God bless you. Okay, well, this has been another installment of Producer Dave sitting down with an author. Today I had a great one, Jarrett Stevens. The mountains are calling. Everybody, go get this good. This book, God is still calls us to the mountains today, and perhaps not physically, but he calls us to follow him to higher places of worship, surrender, and mission. And those mountaintop moments are where we begin the real new adventures, and we really get to the meat of how we feel, and and you know really get to the messages that we get to take back with us and share every day with the people that we love. Thank you all very much, and we'll be right back with more good news.
2: it's angie hey would you like to donate items you know maybe some old sporting equipment old furniture old clothing you'd like the tax write-off you'd like to help others but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off and you're just too busy well guess what bark thrift stores they will come right to you to your house pick up your items and leave you your tax write-off donation form how do you do that call 303- Two three eight Jane, two three eight five two six three. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag and I got it at ARC. I shop there and I help others and I donate my items about once every month or two, and I call 303-238-Jane, and they come right to my house with the truck and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-Jane. Hey, Angie Austin here with The Good News. I want to tell you about something really neat. if you're a Christian, and you're a Christian if you listen to my show, I'll bet, God's Glory Box. It's a really cool monthly reminder of God's glory. And uh, one of my girlfriends said to me, oh my gosh, you've got to find out about this God's Glory Box because it's right up your alley. It so fits what you do on The Good News because you're spreading the good news of Christ. And they're also spreading the good news of Christ through supporting Christian artists, And it's a monthly subscription box. You can get one. Or you can get, you know, uh, three, or you can sign up for the whole year. It's very reasonable. I was shocked at how much is in the box and beautiful things like Christian jewelry, whether it be a cross or uh, something inspirational. Uh, t-shirts uh, in the one the month that I'm looking at, um, there is also a pillowcase and a really beautiful plaque. And so I've got three of the gentlemen running God's Glory Box here: the CEO, uh, Jake Tetrault, and Glenn Noel, He's the COO. And Shabab Mazlahadi, and Shahab is actually one of my really good friend's brothers, and Shahab, that's how I found out about this. So welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so who wants to just give me an overview of what is God's Glory Box?
9: Hi, I'd be glad to do that. Jake? Hi, uh, so we've been around for two years now. Uh, we're a monthly subscription box. Uh, we include anything Christian made, Christian shirts, Christian jewelry, Christian bathworks books, snacks, etc. Anything that's made by Christians, you can probably find in our box throughout the year. Uh, We're just now up over 9,000 subscribers, and this fast growth has allowed us to donate uh, over 350,000 meals now to Feeding America, which is very important to us as part of our ministry. Uh, We donate five meals per box we ship, and uh, the response has just been fantastic, and we just want to keep it going and uh, continue to spread God's glory everywhere.
2: I love, too, that uh, not only do I get in the mail, you know, really great Christian gifts that I I was looking at the one this month, and I could break it down to like five presents. You know, like I knew my mom would like the plaque, uh, my daughter would love the earrings, I like the necklace, my son would like the pillowcase, and there's inspirational uh, scripture. So for a very reasonable reasonable price, you might end up with four gifts, or you keep them for yourself. And I also like the idea, though, of Christians supporting Christians, and that was a big part of this for you
9: yes that's that's definitely the pillar of this whole thing is to help these christians grow their small business get them some exposure it's it's definitely the number one problem in business uh, for all businesses including these small christians is just obscurity uh people don't know about them so we are making ourselves a marketing avenue for them to grow their business Uh, We've even heard from some of these businesses that they've hired employees to assist them, which makes us feel really good, of course, uh, because that's proof that the growth is there. And uh, we get lots of responses back from these vendors that they're getting uh, lots of sales and bulk orders off of our features. Right,
2: because if they like something in the box, they can go on to find more of those items in the box. And the website, if you want to check it out, is? It's godsglorybox.com. Uh,
9: you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com/godsglorybox or on Instagram at, at @godsglorybox.
2: And then, Glenn uh, or Shahab, do you want to explain? We've got a code: Good News Five and Good News Ten. If you put in when you check out, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so you can just enter that code when you check out. There's a little button that says have a coupon, click here, and then you can enter either of those. The Good News 5 is for $5 off the one-month plan, and then the Good News 10 is for $10 off any long-term plan. So Um, Good
2: News 5 for uh, $5 off the one-month plan, and Good News 10 off of any of the long-term plans, which are 3, 6, and 12 months? Correct. What's the response been like?
9: Oh, it's been so incredible. And that's one of our favorite parts. We have people message us every single day on Facebook or emailing us, telling telling us that it brought them so much joy, brought them to tears of joy even, and it just makes us feel so good. Uh, just the other day, I was telling my partners, you know, we've created a lot of happy moments and smiles that otherwise would not have existed if we didn't create this. So uh, it just makes us feel really good.
2: Well, and Shahab, you handle the money also a lot of... Uh, real quickly, how many meals have you given away through these God's glory boxes?
7: Um, 350,000. That's impressive. Date. And, um, you know, one of my favorite parts, you know, not only handling the, the finance side, is also being a current subscriber and being able to enjoy the products that uh, the end user would yeah, be able to Yeah, it's fun have. to open uh, it. A story that I, I'll share quickly is, uh, I think it's just a subtle way to just spread your faith um, I wore a T-shirt to Walmart, and I was telling these guys too that um, I was getting stopped by just random people, who just wanted to talk to me just about anything. And it was oh, way I more, love that! It was way more than usual. I was like, "What's what's going on here?" And then I realized I was wearing a God's Glory box shirt, one of the one of the boxes, one of the shirts that came in the boxes, and um, you know, just um, just made me feel good to to just put my faith on display yeah. in a different way than really you know, talking to someone about it, but, um, you know, I can proudly wear, you know, a shirt with a scripture or um, any of these these shirts. Are, uh, they're my favorite shirts. I love
2: that. GodsGloryBox.com, put in Good News 5 for $5 off the one-month subscription, and if you want to go for a longer-term subscription, Good News 10, Good News 10, one word, and GodsGloryBox.com. Congratulations, guys, and thanks for supporting other Christians.
9: Thank you very much. You. It's our pleasure. Thanks
1: for, having us. Thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>